Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Stock Market Show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to the Australian Stock Market Show. Tonight we have got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about all things trading and investing, including taking a good look at the stock market and seeing what's happening on the overall market. And our topic for tonight is pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah. We- <laughs> oh, you want me to read it? Or- okay. Read it. Oh, the best mining stocks to, to buy. Which stocks should you watch? That's what we're actually doing. And joining me tonight is... I'm Janine Cox, in case you didn't know. <laughs> okay, we had a slight um, technical issue there, so excuse us if we're reading from a sheet of paper, but these things happen from time to time, and it just shows that we're on the ball, doesn't it? I don't know what goes on. I mean, everything. Now it's, now the teleprompter decides to work, so, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Do you want to keep reading or yep, do you want to Our stop? goal is to inform and educate you on the realities of successful investing and trading. Uh, this show is also about asking you your questions and then giving you answers. So, look, tonight, as Dale said, so we've got a great show for you, a great topic tonight. And um, I'm Janine Cox, and of course, this is Dale Gillum. Uh, most of you already know, especially if you've read his book, um, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20% or Accelerate Your Wealth, either of those copies, um, you'll be up to speed with what. Yeah, I, think, I think everybody should send an email in asking Janine to write a book because I've been asking <laughs> her for 20 years to write a book, you know. Mm. But anything to do with every woman's guide to investing or trading is probably not going to make the list. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there anyway. But how probably are you? not typical anyway. So. Oh, look, I know. Four weeks into lockdown and we've got two more two, two more weeks left. I better do it that way instead. <laughs> but, uh, two more weeks to lockdown. Hopefully we get out. So how yeah. have you been? Yeah, good, yeah. Um, I'm adjusted to this whole thing, the COVID thing. I mean, some people are telling me that they're going absolutely stir-crazy at the moment, but oh, I mean, I'm just taking it as it comes. I think most of us have adjusted, you know, you're walking down the street, you go down for mm. a walk and everybody's got their masks and stuff like that on and we're all social distancing. It's just really hard, that social interaction, because you've got a mask on so nobody knows where you're, whether you're a mass murderer or you're happy. <laughs> they have no idea. Like, how do you smile with your eyes? Just just your eyes. So, yeah. <laughs> And some of these people have some interesting masks on, so I don't really know. But hey, we're all a Adjusting. But anyway, we're doing really well tonight, aren't we? We are. Now, Look, first up tonight, we better get into the, the, we're doing the Australian All Ordinaries Index, aren't we? Where we think the All Ordinaries is going to go. Yeah, but remember, if you have a, a burning question, you're allowed to send in a 30 second video of yourself asking that question. I think it's mandatory. And we give you priority if you do over the email questions. Um, other than that, if you want to email in, you're welcome to email into info at wealthwithin.com. 
Com.au. Oh, before we, we before we get started, now before to... we get started on the the, the market update, yeah, we need to know we need to tell everybody we're streaming live That's Jewel right. on both YouTube and Facebook tonight. So we're going out there on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Yes, it's Technological City here. Um, just our teleprompter is not working that well. So. Um, and and look, if tonight is your first time watching, oh, I'm very sorry about this <laughs> because it's not this doesn't usually happen. But we want to welcome you anyway to the show, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of it tonight. Okay. So fantastic. I've got one more announcement. Yes. Got, uh, so yes, Facebook and YouTube. The other, the other announcement is um, if you're looking for our US report or my US market report, which normally goes up onto YouTube today, we've now putting it for a little bit onto Flix.net. So that's Flix.net's just started, and we're, Janine and I started started a new show on there. It's called Talking Wealth. Um, we uploaded our first show yesterday and our US market or my US market we caught one up today and every day I'm going to be doing a 30 minute show with my rundown on the US markets etc. So get on to flicks.net. Now it's All time right. to get now into the we've got to get into the, the market now because this is the first Tuesday in the month and guess what? We're going to be talking about the Australian market. Now, I have there for you on the screen a chart of the All Ordinaries Index. This is the monthly chart. Why do we go to the monthly chart first? Well, it's important to have a bird's eye view. It doesn't matter how many times you look at a stock or market, you really need to start from this point and make sure that you're, you're looking and thinking about the big picture rather than just the day-to-day. -day. Even if you're trading really short term, it's really important to get the overall direction uh, right first. So um, Dale, you've been talking about the market in your weekly report, but you know the big picture is saying at the moment that the market's still sideways, even though we've had a bit of a down week so far this week. I'd rather see the market down at the start of the week and for it to, to end um, well than for the market to actually rise at the start of the week. So it's really doesn't mean anything at this well, stage, does it? It's a bit abnormal. Last, the mm. last couple of months, it's almost been a pattern. We open up early in the week, we go up, and later yeah. in the week, we come down, and that's what we've seen. And I know in my market report, you know, looking at the last two months, we've almost gone nowhere in the last two months in our market. Now, that's obviously would be driving a lot of people crazy, trying to pick stocks in there and trying to trade. And mm. obviously, there are people that did get into market early from March right through. But the market is... Why is it not going up and why is it not going down? That's the question we should be asking. Yeah. Not, you know, why is stocks, it sideways? Why know? is it sideways? Why mm. is it just sort of going up a little bit, then coming back down a little bit, going up a little bit? Why is it doing that? And and that means that there's very indecisiveness in or there's a lot of indecisiveness in the marketplace. And why is what's causing indecisiveness? As I always ask that why question, why mm. is it doing something? Mm. Yeah, because if it if the market's bullish, it'll just keep rising. If it's bearish, it'll keep falling. If it's bullish, it's because more people are buying than selling, in theory. What are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? Mm -hmm. So if it's more bearish, then there's, in theory, more people selling than buying. But it's not necessarily the case because mm. a, a bull market can stop because people just start, there's less there's less buyers, not that there's more sellers. And a bear market can stop because there's, there's less sellers than buyers. So it can be both those sorts of things. But right now, I think there's a lot of indecision. A lot of people are nervous about the US. They don't really know what's going on there. They're still nervous about our market, about the long-term effects of COVID because we may not get out in Victoria. We may, I mean, we're like the Martians. Nobody mm. wants to know a Victorian. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter where, they just like to hate Victorians. It's one of those new passions now. But we don't even know we're going to be out in two weeks' time. And we, all we know is we might get some lower restrictions, but we might be in restrictions till Christmas. June next year or 
mm. you know, even Christmas time or even longer. We don't know. And if more cases come up, we, we could be in this lockdown longer because they do want to control Look, it. One so. thing we do know is it doesn't matter how doom and gloom mm. things get, that the market will eventually set its own pace anyway. Mm. And so, mm. you know, they're trying to factor in what's going to happen six months out. So mm. if six months out, in theory, we'll be given the all clear because we've just gone and done the tough yards and tried to get rid of the virus, then potentially the market could factor that in as a really positive thing. Correct. It just depends on what's going to happen in the meantime. If One thing we know is if the Fed keeps pumping out money and if the Australian government keeps supporting things from a financial perspective mm-hmm. and keeps supporting businesses and, and individuals out there, generally the markets will keep going up while they, they keep pumping money into the economy. Correct. So that's what I'm looking at. So that we've had the rebound to factor part of that in already, but it just depends on what decisions come out from government from here. So if the, if the messages are that they're going to keep putting the money in and supporting mm. things, then I think that it could keep going up. Well, we are a fair currency, just like the US, so we can mm. keep putting, printing more money, so to speak. My only um, you know, question mark is the fact that I've, what I've said on previous shows in watching the big mining stocks mm. and how they have those big gaps on the weekly chart, and we know that they always fill mm. their gaps, that the, the risk is right now that we could see some short-term downside. What could cause that? Mm. I don't know. I mean... You know, you and I were having some discussions about the relationship with China and the, and their demand for our raw materials. Is it possible that something changes in that um, it's, circle? It is possible. There's some that change in the dynamic. And that's what causes their, their share price to drop off. It's possible. I mean, chi- mm. China's been stockpiling iron ore for a long time now. Mm. Does anyone really know what they've got? Um, no, last time I checked, they still had fa- fairly a lot. But let me mm. just show you. I just want to yeah. show, draw, do something on the chart. There's really no work on the chart. I just want to use my trend line tool and just show people the importance of a monthly chart. And just looking at the momentum, and you can see here, the market runs in momentum and volatility. So, like, and momentum is is... Um, is it up or down? And the volatility is more of how volatile is how fast it moves up and down within that period of time. And everything mm. goes back to normal. And, and I was explaining it to Jim Beach yesterday on my US market report saying like, we're on a highway, man, there's a truck mm. in front of you. Are you catching up with the truck or is the truck pulling away from you or are you staying around the same distance? Right now we're staying around the same distance. Mm. We're not catching up. We're not speeding away for the truck. So volatility is not there, but we always come back to our historical volatility and momentum or our historical momentum and we can see that on the chart yep. so I've just drawn that roughly across some troughs and some peaks all there and you can see it just vibrates up and down it gets through it and then it comes right back down and it gets below it comes back to it and all we're seeing now is it's getting back up to near this so this could be the point where it turns away and rejects mm. it again or it could go above it um, but when you look at these bigger moves and I think it's the biggest sin that we ever see and, and I know you and me constantly are, um, are talking about this is anytime you go to a broker website it's all daily charts mm. anytime anything you bring up it's all daily charts and daily charts are next they to actually useless default to, people. to that yeah they defaulted to that mm. even this software defaults to that yeah so they all default to daily charts because obviously they want you to trade more and, and see more volatile volatility but mm. looking at the bigger picture and looking at that long term 30 years or 40 years or 50 years as long as you can really starts to show the momentum of a stock or a market and where it's going to go. Right now, mm. we know we're looking for a shorter-term pullback into the third quarter, maybe fourth quarter. Yeah, but like early. you said, it could do anything. 
We could do anything. Um, but I still think we're going to be bullish next year. I really do think we're Me going too. to be bullish. Mm. But I think we need to be careful sort of somewhere around 2025 to 2027. I think that's probably where we're going to get our next bigger bigger meltdown yeah. at this point in time. But I still think it's all right for next year. Well, look, the subject we're talking mm. about tonight is going to shed more light on that, I'm sure. So Hopefully. stay tuned. So do we move on now? Can I do that? I think that? we should. Okay. So now let's move on to your questions. So, all right. Uh, oh, okay. So first up, we would like to thank everyone for their questions. Remember, if you do have a question, the more detail provide, the more you're likely your question will be answered. Also, remember to send chocolates. Um, Janine loves those as well. But also don't send a, you know, like war and peace. Just a couple of short paragraphs will suffice. Just make sure you... When you say sing. paragraphs, a, a few sentences, two or three sentences is probably enough, isn't two it? Two or three sentences is probably enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, our first email question is from Sharon who says, Hi, Dal, I bought Afterpay shares for $14.60 and recently sold them for $75. Well done. I was happy with the profit. I still have a few as I put um, in for the share purchase plan, which came through after I sold. They have risen a lot in the last couple of days and are currently priced at $92.48. What do you see happening over the next few months with APT shares? Um, do you think the bubble will burst due to the expansion to Europe and online shopping? Um, and do you think the, they will continue to climb? Thanks, Sharon. Okay. Well, look, looking at the price right now, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's a potential for it to come back over the next couple of weeks, but it's still bullish. There's no reason to sell it on the weekly chart if you were looking, if you were trading this over the, the medium term. But what do you think? I don't understand this. Mm. It just looks, I mean, it's gone up for four or five months. It's gone vertical. Mm. And generally when, and I was explaining that on um Again, I was explaining it to Jim Beach because I was talking about the speed of the NASDAQ. And so if you haven't seen, go to Flix and have a look at it because I was talking about the volatility and the momentum on the NASDAQ and how it's running at three, 400% more than what it was even six months ago, faster. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that very much alerts me to a warning signals. It's like, you know, the, yep. the, the uh, 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 going up. Yeah, you and yeah. I were talking about this during the week because mm. you were looking at this data and then we were saying how, okay, maybe the market's changed. Mm. Maybe it's changed for good now. So we, we had never seen that sort of acceleration out of the lows, out of the GFCs or those big oh. lows happen. Mm. And now all of a sudden, because of the tech sector, we're seeing that happening. Correct. So, you know, is the tech sector going to be dominant moving forward or not? That's the question really here, isn't it? And well, it is. I mean, I mean, as experts, we need to assume what has happened will happen again. So when something's going on, we think, okay, what happened in the past? Well, we had a tech it's, sector boom before. Yeah, and but look what not happened. like what we've just seen. Mm. Like that was the fastest bear market we've seen and this massive fastest reaction for, out of it. Yeah. And it didn't unfold as normal. Now, you're looking at Afterpay here. And what happens with stocks is you're getting every man, woman, dog and child pushing this up in rampant speculation. But eventually it's overvalued. Mm. Um, but what happens is is, is the, the those people that have a fear of missing out on the rise start buying in and start buying in and they keep taking it away past their fundamental value, its fundamental value. But then it gets to that point where that tipping point, like the roller coaster, it's like, well, hang on, that's way too valued, overvalued. People that were looking at, at it six months ago going, oh, it's way expensive now, wait till it comes back. People that were in it yeah, earlier might be selling overvalued out. Versus what? Because to its fundamental you, value. Yeah, but how do you value the potential? That's the thing, isn't it? Because the fundamentals can't value that accurately always. Mm. Mm. And that's what that's where that balance is at the moment. Is where is the peak? The other thing too is that um, if you're looking at the chart there, it's, how it's almost gone vertical. Is, mm. You know, you're talking about that momentum. I mean, very few stocks will go vertical like that without having a decent pullback. 
Correct. You know, it just, That's what worries me at the moment. Mm. I'm not saying it's going to pull back heavily, but I'm just saying is eventually it gets too expensive. Everybody goes, oh, I'll just wait. It's well, there's one more expensive. thing too. Um, historically, when mm. stocks get to about $100, mm. they, they you know, the market just thinks, oh, my goodness, $100, I'm not, I don't want to pay that for a mm. share. Mm. Investors or traders even get some psychological barrier to it. So it stops shares. Now, I actually think that Afterpay should um, do a share split now and, and bring the, yeah, this is what CSL did some a long time ago, and it was a very smart thing to do mm. the first time that CSL ever got to 100. So it was it was like, okay, do the share split, and then all of a sudden it seemed to open it up to the psychology of the mums and dads again. Yeah, well, we've seen just um, on the 31st, we saw Apple do a four-for-one share split. Mm. We saw Tesla's done a five-for-one share split. Five-for-one yeah. or seven-for-one, I can't remember. Um, mm. Both on the... that's. So that should be coming through now. So we'll see what happens with that. But right now, um, you're in the stock, so stay with it. If, right. Um, right now, if you're not in the stock, I probably wouldn't be buying it, but I'd be hanging on and um, setting a stop loss. All right. So the next one, um, the next one's from Amar. Thank you, Amar. Um, I've bought Silver Lake Resources at $2.50 and now it's in a loss over 9K as the price has um, slid to $2.16. Now, I'm planning to sell it. Can I read that? Yeah, no, I'll keep reading. Read I'm planning it, to sell this position any time within the next month. I'm happy to sell and buy other better opportunities right now or hold and sell SLR in a month. Can you please kindly provide any useful information um, or tips? Um, for me to consider. Thanks for sharing your knowledge um, generously, Amar. So $2.50 is bought it at. The interesting thing is, is what he said about I'm planning on selling mm. it in the next month. Now, mm. you know, it, the, the challenge there for you, Amar, is that you've obviously set a timeline on it, but that doesn't mean that the stock's ready to be sold. I'm not saying it isn't, but um, it's very, it's a, you know, how can you put a timing on it of saying I'm ready to sell something in the next month unless you've actually got a technical setup on the chart? Well, you'd have to have a plan. And, and as we know, most people just guess. They go, oh, look, I need the money because I'm doing X next month. So I'm planning to sell it, mm. which is not necessarily a smart trading exit. Yeah, see, I'd, really, be, I'd mm. really like to know why. Like mm. if you were telling us that, really, please mm. put it in your mm. email as to why it's important. But looking at this stock, it's pulled back over the last few weeks and the risk right now is that mm. it may um, pull back further because there's a gap there on the weekly chart. Um, the challenge mm. with Silver Lake Resources is that it's very volatile, so it tends to go up and down. Um, so right now it's down 18, but what did it actually get to? It was actually down about 25% mm. as part of this pullback, which is a decent pullback. And so look, comparing what it's done in the past, it's not uncommon for the stock to make those sort of moves as it, as it unfolds. Um, He's got a different, decent position size in it if it's down 9K. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's got a potential to rebound over the next couple of weeks. Mm. As long as it doesn't go below last week's close. If it, if it closes on any day below last week's close, then I'd be a bit concerned about it. Mm further downside in the, in the short term, but it may actually, this is typically what you expect to see happening on a market or any stock. And mm. COVID, in COVID, we didn't get this. Yeah. Right? What was you the move down get, on the prior move down? How much was that? Three weeks over, it looks like a bit less. Looks like a little bit less. But the prior move with COVID was obviously still 20%, 20. still a big so move. So it's normal, it's normal. It's normal moves. You know, so. But this one again, if we go back here and look at that 
um, 40%. So it can be quite volatile. You'd have to be prepared for those sorts of moves. It's mm. not to say that it's not going to come back 40%, but it's just a question over what time frame it's going to come back. Yeah, so what we're actually saying is he's down 9K, so we're not necessarily saying it's bad at this point in time. But mm. if you're buying a stock like this and you're holding it for a period of time, you've got to expect that there's going to have these dips in it because we've just looked at the last 12 months and you've seen three dips that are over 20%, one was 40%. So yeah. um, that's something you just got to expect and obviously have your rules around all that. So whilst we're not saying, you know, to you know to exit the stock, we, we like the stock, um, it's possible that we'll go back up again and you'll get back up into profit. But it, I think what you're saying is why next month? Mm. You know, if it's moving up, stay with it. I mean, you've really got to have a plan for yourself, mm. not just on planning to get out, you know, any time in the next month. It's really got to be what are you planning on doing from a, you know, if, if the stock unfolds in a certain way. And even if you've read Dale's book, it'll give you a simple strategy to be able to use, although at the moment you couldn't get an uptrend line underneath it. Um, so there may be some other rules that he could use. Yeah, but you'd be getting close anyway mm. about looking at it. But let's move on to the next question. I'll read that one out if you bring it up. We'll bring up the stock. Yep. Uh, the next question's from Amar. Oh, sorry, that was the one we just did, didn't we? I'd better move my finger. Um, the next question was got from Andrew. He says, hi, Dale and Janine. I like your thoughts on EOS. It looks good to me. I bought it recently. It looks to be making higher highs and higher lows on a weekly chart. Would you need it to clear the recent higher to confirm? Um, too late. I've already bought in. Cheers. Keep up the good work. Andrew, mm -hmm. he's already bought in, so he doesn't need our thing. So let's move on to the next stuff. No. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no. You bought, you've already bought, so we don't care. No, we do care. Oh, okay. okay, but looking at this week, it's a game changer. Last Friday, if we looking at that bar, I'm just going to look at first look at the monthly chart. Okay, COVID really knocked it out of bed, knocked the wind out of it, and it really hasn't proven that it's going to go up yet. That's the thing. This move off the bottom is no proof, and look at how it swings in such big moves up and down. That's the real challenge for trading this stock. Mm. But last week, it actually looked like it was potentially going to recover. Although I would have waited until it got through this high here. Yeah. Um, this is one of the rules in the in the trading mentor course that you could use. Simple rule um, to just wait to get in there if when it goes up again. But it's actually now pulling back below this low here. So look. I'd be quite concerned about it. You really need to have an initial stop loss on a stock, any stock, especially these more volatile type shares. The Electro Optic Systems mm -hmm. is one of those. So the risk of the downside is, is significant if it does keep falling. If it goes below that low, then I'd be really, really concerned about it. Yeah. That's July low. Mm. Yeah. But higher highs and higher lows is not necessarily a buy rule either. No. So it's part of an equation, but it's not necessarily a buy rule. But um, but right now, see where it closes at the end of the week. But if it keeps going, just have a stop loss on it, I think is really what Janine's saying. Is yeah. That, yeah, just have a stop loss on it. Because if it keeps going south, you, you might do your dough on this one. Um, next question we've got, Janine, is from Robert. He's your best friend now, isn't he? Okay, Robert. Okay. <laughs> um, we've got an email from Robert. Hi, Dale and Janine. Whilst um, all I've been watching AGL trending down from April 2017, I've noticed some big volume moving after the market is closed on the 10th of August for 15 days in a row. Before this date, it looks like average volume was between one and two million dollars. Um, is there a way to know whether the big end of town is buying or selling? Um, while I don't let this way my thoughts of the stock as I trade on confirmation, not speculation. Very good, Robert. Um, and we'll wait for it to watch, for it to confirm an uptrend in the future. I thought others might also find this interesting. I would like to know how much the big end of town trade outside of the market. 
Robert. Look, it's actually continuing the downtrend, but mm. you may actually be able to get a trend line there um, now. So if I draw a line down here, now I haven't drawn, done it, you know, to the book, to the letter, but just having a quick look down there, you can see it's still under that angle of that trend. Mm. So, you know, at the moment, you know, I wouldn't be buying, but if it actually goes back above it or produces an entry, um, as part of Trading Mentor, if anyone out there is currently on the Trading Mentor course, it may actually produce that entry first. Mm. Then it might be an opportunity. But again, you would just set a stop loss underneath it if you were looking to enter. But the big end of town are not buying if it's falling like that. So that's the end. That's the, the bottom line in terms of keeping it simple because this is a mm. big stock. So It is a big stock. But understand, mm. it, it also helps to understand volume because, mm. like, is the... With volume, every single share sold is bought by somebody. So you have an equal number of buyers and selling of the shares. So somebody has to buy whatever's been sold. It's like, you know, where the house is on a market, you've got one seller, one buyer at the end of the day. Um, but there's still a house sold and same with the shares. If there's a million shares traded in a day, that means somebody's bought a million shares that somebody sold a million shares. It's the amount of um, participation within all that. So if you've got a house auction and there's you know, 500 people standing outside the front and the auction is going rampant. Um, you know the house is going to go over its reserve and get a very, very good price. But if there's one person standing there, whole different ball game. Um, so it's more of a buyer's market than a seller's market. So that's really what we're talking about with volume. So, you know, whilst volume, um, looking at the screen on the volume there, it doesn't look like there's a whole big mess in it. Trying to tell where the volume is by the big end of town or not will depend on what the price movement is because the big end of town don't want large price movements. They they do they accumulate over months if they like a share long term and they'll distribute the shares or start selling the shares over months and months and even longer periods so they want to get their high average prices um, for selling it and, and a lower average price if they're looking to buy it. But right now this stock is in a downtrend. It continues to look like it's in a downtrend. So to me, um, and as Janine it's below a downtrend line, so it doesn't look that exciting to me. Um, but don't sort of play too much in that and, or sort of think too much about the volume. I think that's probably my volume is more, we, we When we teach traders, mm. volume is more used for short-term trading. Very so short-term just to give trading. you an, an edge when you're looking to take an entry, just to prove that there's some momentum behind it. So what you were saying mm. is good in that if you get the volume um, going up and increasing as your, your entry occurs, then mm. it's more likely that the stock's going to continue to go up from mm. there. That's the theory. Mm. So, look, great question. Um, yeah, a bit is a of great one question. out of the box, wasn't it? But I think if people overuse volume mm. way, way too much. And they look at that depth of the market, they look at volume and they overuse it. They don't really understand it properly. Yeah, because volume could be a bit sporadic on the stocks on a daily chart. I wouldn't yeah. use it on, on yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, so it's just really about understanding it a hell of a lot more, Robert. So mm. great question, though. Thank you very much for that. But right now, everything's fallen away on this stock, so I wouldn't go anywhere near it. So next right. question. Um, well, that's our question four. So we've covered off the question. Oh, so we're the into question. the main so, topic, are we? Um, remember to hit that subscribe button mm. now and also like the video. Thanks very much for that. Mm. And also remember to share tonight's video on your social media with your friends and colleagues so the show can continue to grow and we can help more people. Especially if you're on Facebook, share it now. Quick. Mm. Okay. Um, tonight's topic, best mining stocks to buy. Mm-hmm. Drum roll in there. Which stocks should you watch? There you go, drum roll. Okay. Tonight we'll share our thoughts on the Australian metals and mining sector, why we believe the biggest opportunities will come from this space and how to identify the best mining stocks to buy and what you need to consider when deciding to trade these shares. Now, 
Um, I really, this is my favourite area, uh, mining, uh, commodities, just absolutely love it. Um, we have said a number of times that materials and energy sectors will be important areas to watch on our market. Now, in particular, metals, materials sector, we like to, we think that um, the metals and mining are the way to go and that this sector will actually outstrip other sectors. And so a lot of people are falling in love with the tech sector at the moment. But just remember that the sector that's actually in, you know, the, the most popular at any one time can pretty much go out of favour at times. Can't, can't a lot they? Of like, does, just, it, it just swaps, doesn't it? It just swaps. Um, so within the materials sector, of course, we have what's called industries, and we're going to go into that tonight, including metals and mining. And why do we like materials, and in particular mining stocks? Well, we were talking about um, some great companies, Dale and I, this week, and there's some really solid companies on our market um, that really have a good foundation for growth, don't they? Mm. I mean, oh, yeah, they're very the, much so. some of the biggest stocks on our market, yes. like the BHPs and Fortescues and Rio. Um, and look, on the basis that society will always need the materials, they'll always need materials for construction and in production of the goods and services, things that we take for granted all the time that, um, that those materials go into. You probably don't even think about where something well, comes to from. Me, nothing we can physically touch doesn't include natural minerals. Actually, I object. What if I just, I'm not allowed to actually. Hey, I've got some. minerals. You just melt me down. You get some minerals out of me. I guarantee it. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> some gold teeth there. Probably Maybe gold teeth it. and turbot. Every, every girl loves gold and silver and diamonds, <laughs> don't they? So, okay. Or is that sexist? I'm not allowed to yeah, say that. Yeah, that is. Okay, I'm not allowed to say that, guys. Take that back. <laughs> okay. Well, currently technology stocks are dominating, as we're saying. They're getting all the media coverage, aren't they? Many stock prices in the sector mm. are trading beyond real values, as Dale was talking about, due to rampant speculation, which really just makes them high risk. There's opportunities mm. in there, but for people who are savvy, but high risk if you don't know. So some of the startup stocks that people are speculating may not even be around in a few years. That's something to think about, isn't it? Oh. We've seen these booms and companies go to the dust. Um, so look, and people are calling this another tech bubble, particularly in the US at the moment, mm -hmm. and you've probably heard that already. But it may interest you to know that the top 10 stocks on the US market by market capitalisation make up around 27 or 28 per cent. You were talking about this, I think, um, we to Jim Beach at some stage. Yeah, in the US, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the FANG stocks occupy around 23 per cent. Uh, and remember that there are other tech stocks not included in that. So that's a real, that's a huge chunk of the US market that's in the tech sector, isn't it? Well, the FANG stocks are Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix and Google. Yeah. Okay. So they're... Basically, but what about Am oh, sorry, so Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google? Mm. But there are some other. Can you say that again? Facebook, Amazon. I just want to see if I could slip him up. <laughs> Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, you got Google. It, yes. <laughs> but there are the big tech stocks that yeah. aren't there. Microsoft's not in that. Right. And there that's the number, that's the second biggest stock on the S&P 500. Yeah. Um, Apple being number one. Now, you can't say that they're going to go what about Adobe? You know, bust or disappear. You know, it's no. not going to happen. But what about the tech sector? If it, if it then, if it has its day, it's had its day and then eventually falls away, then the whole market's going to pull back in a significant way. So it, it hmm. could take the tech sector bubble for the US market to fall away, couldn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it will. But when... There's, you know how we talk about signposts about things? Yep. We always talk about signposts, like what's going on in the marketplace in terms of market psychology, not necessarily just stock prices, but what is the market talking about? You know, if the taxi driver's giving you hot tips, then you know it's going to crash type mm. stuff. One of those things is when you start seeing people saying, like, 
these are the new things, everything old, you know, everything like Dow stocks are old, forget about it. this is the new way of trading, this is the best stocks, this is this is the future. So when you start hearing that sort of stuff, it's like now the end's happening. Yep. Um, because it's when people who, like, for example, you talked about mining stocks, right? Now, m most people watching this would never heard of Ariadne back in the 70s, mm. you know, that was like, there wasn't even a freaking mine there pretty much. There was a bit of a mine, but it was all just smoke and mirrors and it went through the roof and everybody mm. lost the money. But, you know, back, we talk about Bond Corp from Alan Bond, you know, mm. those sorts of things. The uh, Christopher Scase's company, there's a whole range of different companies yep. that rose to great heights and then crashed to the floor, you know, and we had FAI, you know, into the insurance company crashed to the floor. Yep. And people don't, un they forget about these things and the new players on the marketplace because every year there's a new set of 18-year-olds mm -hmm. and a new set of 25-year-olds mm -hmm. who may not have been on the market for four. And then they went, wow, this is, oh, look, this mm. is the new way of doing it. Um, and so that's when it starts telling me there's things to worry about. Okay, so you're probably thinking to yourself, mm. okay, what's the good mm. news, Dale and Janine? <laughs> okay. Make um, money out of mining stocks, yeah. Yeah, if there is another tech bubble... Um, mm -hmm like there was two decades ago, then Australia has a small exposure to the sector. So mm. that's really the point of it, isn't it? We've got a very small exposure to the tech sector yeah. compared to the US anyway. Well, most all our top 20 pretty much, they're all mm. the financials or, or materials companies. Yep. Almost. So perhaps you're sitting on the edge of your seat ready to take notes as we get into the bulk and the juicy part of the main topic tonight. So first of all, um, what you were going to do was... Um, talk about something in your book before we walk them through the process of finding some good stocks. Oh, okay. You want me to show you that? Yeah, so I want, I've got to bring that so up. So what we yeah, need yeah, to okay. do is have a look at... Um, so bring up the... Because this, this is a really juicy piece of information for everybody to have. For those of you who've read my book or got my book, you've got this chart in the book and you can get this chart from the ASX. You've just got to figure out where it is. But um, you can see down on the bottom right-hand corner, it was constructed by a company called Philo Capital. Um, but I got it from there. Basically, it's showing the total return from Australian shares versus or of shares from Australia versus the USA and it's since 1900 so we're talking about the last 115 years because this one finishes oh I'll go back bring it back up again um, where is it where'd it go Janine there it is I lost it hang on I've lost it can we let me just get rid of that one I'll just open it up again where is it Yep. Lots of technical problems today, isn't there? You've uh, got sticky fingers. I'm not, I'm not going to click anything and I'm going <laughs> to hold my tongue the right way. So you're looking at since 1900, so it's comparing Australia versus the US. It's got all the booms and busts. They've got all different... Um, um, you know, mining boom here, the late 70s mining boom, which is what I sort of briefly mentioned with mm. some of those mining stocks that we had through there. You've got depressions, recessions, <laughs> you've got world wars, you've got everything in here. And, and basically what you're seeing is the green line is Australia. So you can see through the early 1900s, Australia was outperforming the US and then the US caught up into 1925. Then it went down again. Australia then outperformed all the way through to 1960s. Then we came together again. The US is just behind Australia. And now through here, in the 2000s is when the US started to really overtake Australia. Then we came back together again um, and then take off again. And the Australian market was above the US right through the early 2000s. And then we came back together again. And now obviously the US is outperforming Australia. So really what this chart is showing, and a lot of people think that the US leads world markets. And you only have to 
if you get onto Google and you Google Triumph of the Optimus, mm. um, and it's a, it was a book put out by Princeton University Press, and it's called, as I said, Triumph of the Optimus, and you can get a bit of a download on it, a, a synopsis or a short chunk of it. Um, and they studied world markets or 100 um, one, world markets over 100 years, uh, and they've updated it since then. Yep. That was released early 2000, and they said Australia was the best performing stock market in the world over the last 100 years. To that point, mm. now South Africa is number one, and Australia is number two. Mm -hmm. The US was number seven on yep. that list. Um, and we're driven very much more by commodities where the I US know. is not. And I think eventually this whole thing's going to come mm. to roost and, you know, we've got a much more solid market on mm. the basis of the, the, the metals and mining sector. The financial sector, yes, a bit of a question mark, but while um, mm -hmm. governments are willing to support the economy in the way that they're doing, financial stocks could still be, have some downside, but eventually they're going to start moving up again. So I'm just thinking... Um, more big picture point of view from, from this sector. And I think that, that chart is just brilliant. I think it just explains everything mm. about that switching between the US market and the Australian market. Mm. Mm. Because people go, it's eventually people go back to tangible, like we're seeing more people buying gold and silver right now. Yeah. For, for absolutely great reasons. And I know in our Talking Wealth shows that we're going to be running, we're going to have a, goal, a couple of gold experts we're going to be talking with mm. to, sh to share with people what is it about gold. So I'm going to be doing that um, through in the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to hit, tee up a couple of interviews now. So stay tuned for those. They'll be put up on flicks.net. Um, when we do them, but I'll let you know when they are anyway so you can have a look. But that's tangible, and that's what people are going back to, and that's what markets get, go back to if they see, um, I won't say smoke and mirrors, but if you see things that get overheated and there's something that's not really tangible, people always go back to safety. And safety is something like gold, like silver, like diamonds, like those sorts of things that are physical, tangible. But Because if you look at the, the growth rate or the, what the US dollar's been doing, the US dollar's going down against major currencies right now now um, and the value of the US dollar has been going down for decades on you know the spending power of the dollar and with China coming up with mm. a, a fiat uh, with their cryptocurrency their their sovereign cryptocurrency the US dollar may be out the back door pr pretty much and so what is that going to do to their economy but uh, it is interesting but let's go on we've got to talk about some other things aren't we Janine yeah and then we're so going to we, get, we get into the, the stocks. Uh, what is it the duck's guts is the it? duck's guts okay you're allowed that's to say that's a terrible that. saying isn't it but isn't it I'm glad I think you my said grandparents it. have said that. Can I get a swear jar for Janine, please? <laughs> They're not here anymore, bless their soul. But, oh. um, look, um, on the screen there, we're going to show you some the stepping process. So this is sort of along the lines of top-down analysis. Mm -hmm. Now, um, mm -hmm. what we're lo looking at is the Dow Jones, um, the S&P Dow Jones indices. So Dale showed you this on the show. Mm -hmm. Was this last week or the week before you showed them? Um, um, that was with the, with the micro caps the and micro stuff caps, like that. The micro caps segment that we did, yeah. That this is a really good source of information to find the sectors. So you can go in and have a look at the indices and read up about the overview for the metals and mining um, index. And you can see there that um, a graphical view of it, which I've showed you before. You can look at the performance of it. You can um, also get some information like fact sheets and just a bit of a rundown. So the S&P um, 300 metals and mining index is based on the S&P ASX 300. So it's comprised of companies that are classified by the global industry classification standard, the GIC standard as being in the metals and mining sector. So they have all of these classifications, which I'm not going to go into, but you can read it more on their website, which includes producers of aluminium, gold, steel, precious metals, minerals, diversified metals and material minerals. So there's a lot of um, different 
um, commodities that are being covered here and, and of course, companies that will be picked up in um, the movement of this of this index. So um, this is a place to start. So there's some data on it as well. So in the fact sheets, you can find information on there, um, looking at the characteristics, the constituents, um, and some of the breakdowns. So you'll see that the maximum market cap mm. of, a, of a company in this um, indices, the size of it, and the minimum market cap. Okay. Now, that probably doesn't mean a lot until you get down to the stocks. But the biggest stocks, obviously, BHP, Rio, Fortescue, are all up in that top. And they're end. the ones we generally would suggest mm. people stay with, wouldn't it? Yeah. Look, they're the ones you'd have on your watch list. Um, Newcrest Mining and South Thirty Two. So there's a few really good ones mm. on that list. There's some really big stocks there. So that's the, really the first place to start when looking and, and coming down the chain. Mm. Um, and then go and do some research on this website. So, oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Um, it's disappeared on me. <laughs> there we go. Um, fortunately, I've saved it in there. So we've got the MSI World Metals and Mining Index. Okay, so this is composed. So you're still getting that all if the S&P 500, S&P website? Uh, this is actually the MSI.com, um, so www.msi.com. Okay. Now, um, this is actually in US dollars, but what I think's interesting, and I don't know if you can see there, um, I might have to zoom it up a bit for you to see it. What you can see there is there's a chart, right? And the chart's showing you in blue, the world metals and mining. So this is the graph at the top there. So hopefully that's, that's clear enough. This is this blue chart coming along here. Okay. Now the world index, right? This is the graph that represents the growth and the performance of the overall world index. Now you can see that by this move, it's actually dominated by the US market, of course, because yes. the mar US market is actually the biggest in the world um, compared to other markets. Now, but what's interesting is the metals and mining index is actually looking really bullish, right? Overall, it looks really bullish. And I can tell you from my knowledge of um, charting that this is a significant low that the, the, the whole um, metals and mining mm. sector had way back here, right? So I've just got my cursor there. I don't know if you can see it there, but the low that, that formed here is actually a long-term low. So we saw from 2011, these mining companies just rolled over. This is when BHP was actually raising capital and people were actually buying more shares. BHP are very savvy. Often when they're, oh, yeah. they're raising capital, it's, there's something going to happen after that. You know, they just, you've just really got to follow this company to be able to know what's going on around the world. So the move out of that, this is a bullish sign really bullish sign in my book that if, you know, even if the, the BHP and, and um, FMG and um, Rio come back to fill those gaps, and even if they trade down lower mm. than, those, than those gaps, the long-term potential mm. is significant. So I wouldn't be trying to buy them just based on long-term potential unless I was confident that there was a low you know, in. So I'd be, I'd be waiting to see whether this move down that we're just starting to see potentially whether it's going to come down further, whether there's going to be a bit of a sell-off. But after that, I'm, I'm seeing there's going to be huge opportunities in yeah. this area. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So let's go and bring it down into some stocks because we've... Yeah, we've got to move on. So look, I could show you more, but you can look up that yourself and, and mm. just have a good bit of research there. So um, looking at this, we've gone to List Corp, which is a website that Dale showed you um, some weeks back as well. I think when you were looking at the um, 
the small companies as well. Just looking for well. sector for stocks within a within a yeah. sector, yeah. Yeah, and so here you can actually go in and look at. Mm. Um, this is all companies we're looking at sectors, materials, right on the mm. List Corp website. So this is just listcorp.com. Now you can see I've looked up the mater- materials um, sector here on the Australian market. There are 661 stocks listed in this sector. Mm. That's huge. Like, how are you going to? How's an the average person going to go through There's and more than pick I need, stocks that's for sure. out of that. So, but it does help you in that what you can do is go and select the industry within that. So if we keep going down, we can select an industry and we see here there are actually five industries that make up. So the companies are all divided into their business, whatever their business is. So metals and mining companies, there's containers and packaging, construction materials, paper and forest products. So if we go into metals and mining, that'll help us narrow it down to 661 to 619. We're not well, that's quite a big leap, isn't it? Yeah. 10% off. Yeah, 10% <laughs> off. So now we've got to go down further. So diversified metals and mining, we've got gold in there. So you can go in there and look at all the gold stocks that, on your, that you might be interested in. You can look at the diversified metals and mining and see what they're doing. And you can look by market cap. So it actually shows you here, you can see in the table, um, the code for the company. You can see the company name. You can see the market cap on the right. And then the share price. But this is not really relevant to us. We're just more interested in seeing, okay, we've got some big stocks in the list. We want to see what the market capitalisation is. But what would you suggest for market cap? Top 10, the top 20, top 30, stick to those? What would you suggest? I'd say, look, the top 30 that come up. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, if I select um, diversified metals and mining, that reduces it to, down to 383. But I might look at the gold oh. one separately to that. Yep. So I've got now 383 companies. And like you say, you know, I can look down here and see where are we when we get down to number 30? Well, we've got... Um, Around Sims Metals, sort of, so let's okay. say. But you could go out even further. You might decide to go out to 40 Mount Gibson Irons, another good little company that um, I'd keep an eye on. Um, so so that's, a, that's pretty much how you can okay. find stocks. But that's not how we do it, you know. That's an easy um, way exactly. for people it's at home It's an easy way it. for people at home to find stocks because what we're doing mm. is we're doing looking at the fundamentals of companies and we're also then looking mm. at the chart to see if the, the fundamentals and the technicals are lining up at the same time. Okay, so let's roll on to the charts because we've had all yep. these technical problems that we're running behind anyway. So let's roll on to this and we, we'll, we'll get out of that one and we'll... Um, actually, no, I think I've got it in there. We might I? have to beg Mr. Producers to allow us to go over time a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so look, on the at the end of this workbook here, I've saved something, we've saved something for you, which is a list of some of the stocks that um, would be mm. in that, that sector. So this is metals and mining. So in Optima, which is a software we use, it allows you to, to go and select that um, sector of the market or the industry within the, that sector the material sector, and come up with a list of shares. Okay, mm. so I've sorted this based on market capitalisation. So this is just another largest way... Largest to smallest, yep. ...of finding it, largest to smallest. And so if you want to really narrow down the list, you could just use the top 10 yeah. um, of the biggest stocks on the market, and you can see those there because we know that, you know, the top three are the ones we were talking about mm. before. And then we've got um, Oz Minerals down here, Illumina, Illu- you know, getting into the 20. You can see that the liquidity starts to drop off. Now... Mm. I've got a chart on the right-hand side. You can see that that uh, World Metals and Mining Index, BHP looks like it, doesn't it? Yep. Um, In terms of how it's unfolded, except it hasn't gone through the high yet. Mm. Right? Well, how much, you you mm. did mention how much the Australian metals, uh, materials companies are a part of the index. It's massive, isn't it? Oh, look. So, of course, they're going to affect it. On that fact sheet, I'll just quickly Mm. bring this this sheet back up because... 
this is oh, it's disappeared on me now. See, I can't I can't go back to it, which is disappointing. But on that fact sheet that I showed you before from the MSI. MSI website, it showed a pie graph, right? Mm-hmm. And it shows you that 25, approximately 25% of the world um, companies, metals and, and mining companies actually are in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. So we dominate that index. Uh, and three, the three countries that actually hold the majority share, America's only got something like, I think it's only 10% or mm-hmm. could even be less than that. Less than that, I think, yeah. Um, the, the Canada, the UK and Australia all hold around that 25%. So that's 75% of all of the metals and mining stocks um, are in the, those countries, you know, held by um, companies in So if commodities are running, Australian stock market's going to fly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, essentially. Mm. But, of course, we need to get the financial stocks back up and running again. But the mining stocks at times get out of beat and out of step with the financial stocks mm. anyway. So okay. our market could languish and go sideways if the financial stocks fall and the mining stocks go up. Of course, you know, you, may, mm. you won't see that mm. as a as strong move like we've seen mm. over the last yeah. few years with our market. So. Look, I think it's definitely an area to watch. And look, when you're looking at the chart to find stocks to buy, first of all, obviously go to the monthly chart. Always look for a, the, the direction being up, as we talk about every week on the show. And then what you've got to do is on the weekly chart, you've got to look for um, momentum to be up and a strong well, signal to buy. That's critical what you just said. Mm. Like, and this is where, you know, it's like it's like we saw that stock that was falling away, right? Yeah. And somebody's saying, hey, with the volume's up, blah, 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 but it's still falling away. Mm. And direction is the number one thing any investor or any trader should be looking at very first. But, but the challenge is, right, because mm. we say that and then we get rules that could be on the monthly or mm. weekly chart and there can be times to buy because the, the rules that we use are actually indicators that the, the stock's going to go up. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's definitely going to go up. Yeah, but you don't it buy could be while the start, it's falling. But it could be the start of a move Correct. up, right? Mm. So that's the challenge. So now well, a lot of stocks, if you get them on the runs, people always think, well, they may fall away, yeah. so I'm going to miss out. But not necessarily. If you look at a big stock like this and it falls 20 or 30% mm-hmm. and then you get an entry after that, it's often a really good time to be Very buying. Very good time to buy it anyway. So, look, we, cool. we were not interested yep. in these shares, mainly for the point of we thought it was going to be a bit of a fly-by-night. It's gone up faster because of the excitement over the tech mm. sector and, and the rebound um, in the market as things have been exaggerated a little bit um, because of that. And if, if, the, if it all comes to roost again and these stocks come back and fill their gaps, after that there'll be a huge opportunity. But they could keep going up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, BHP could take off through this high and then keep going. It's a possibility. Yeah, so that's what we'll you've got to look for. we'll know that in the for. next month or two, won't we, really? Yeah, so you've really got to look for that move back through a hype. Some people try to buy them on their lows. I think that's a mistake because mm-hmm. BHP could be pushing back up again and then it trades down lower. So yeah. so look for that strength in that in that move up. Cool. So that's just – I'll show them another one, actually. Let's look at um, a, something different. So mm-hmm. what about um, – let's take Just show them the one that's going to go up the most in the next three months. In the next three months, um, look, that's what they're asking. I actually, I can hear him. Os Minerals is still going up, and I like Illumina as well. Um, it's down at the moment. Illumina, Os Minerals is actually doing really well, so it's going up really nice and strongly. But I'd wait for a, the next pullback on that share because if you look at it from a long-term perspective, um, it's going to be up long-term. There's just this gap right on the monthly chart, so we could see it slow down a bit. Um, pull back trade sideways for a yeah. while so, so but that they're stocks that i think are really good if you've got some good rules so in on the next 12 months bhp rio alumina 
Yeah, I think BH, in the Oz next 12 minerals. months, BHP Rio, I think Fortescue will still present some opportunities, yeah. but it'll be a shorter term opportunity. BHP Rio will be more medium term. Yeah. Um, Ucrest Mining, I think, is a much higher risk share to be going gold. into. Yeah, but it doesn't always follow what's happening with gold. So mm. that, that's the challenge with Newcrest Mining. Yep. Exactly. So you have to be very careful South with Newcrest 32. Mining. South 32, I really like, actually. Um, it's yep. down at the moment, right? So this could be something that, you know, within the next 12 months, but not right now, yep. uh, could present some opportunities. Um, Northern Star Resources has actually had run hard and it's really looking volatile. I don't like the look of it at the moment on the monthly chart and I'd yeah. sort of steer clear of that one um, for now. I'd, you need to see a lot more strength that it'd have to get back above this $15 mark. But you know, these are the best stocks to be buying when momentum is going yep. up mm. and when you've got a good rule on the weekly chart to pick them up. We cool. should see some nice um, short and medium term trades there. Well, there you have it. Straight mm. from the words of Janine to you. So I think now we've got to move on, Janine, I think. I All think right. our teleprompter is working while they're crossing their fingers. Have we got it? Oh, yes, fantastic. we've had workmen in there. You probably heard them banging around. Oh, you could catch me by surprise um, giving Dale a bit of a kick when <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes. She's always punching me, guys. Like, I think, seriously, you think I'm the one that's aggressive and, and gets angry all the time and grumpy? Okay. okay, let's get into some emails, shall we? And before we do, remember to hit that subscribe button now and you, and you vote for... Give Dale a big hug. Yeah, he needs one, okay. Uh, thumbs up and click the like button, please. Your turn. <laughs> and share the share the video. Please share it on your Facebook or whatever else. But anyway, we now have a question from Will. Thanks, Will, for sending it in. He says, hi, Dale and Janine. I'd love to get your thoughts on Altium, E-L-U. Um, I've attached an image of the chart showing that, in my opinion, it has broken a downtrend um, after testing the $32 support zone for several weeks. I've since bought the stock after it broke downtrend. However, I'm worried that tech stocks as a whole have been running up way too hard. Um, just look at the NASDAQ chart, my sentiments exactly. And I think it will fall with its tech's peer, with its tech's, I can't even say that, Janine, tech, tech peers. Um, if and when they finally go down again, chills, cheers, will. I don't know, what's my mouth doing? I had a beautiful roast dinner tonight, so maybe that's the issue, but I don't you agree with your trend Can it. I say I don't agree with his trend line? You cooked the dinner. Is that why you liked it? I did. I loved it. But can I say I don't agree with his trend line? You can. I don't agree with your trend line, Will. Yep. You need some practice. That's what he's saying, Will. A lot of practice. All right. A little bit. Now, um, looking at the chart, mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, it's just sideways. It really, sideways at the moment? Yeah, it just looks, it looks like a very toppy pattern, doesn't it? Right yeah. across. Look, I mean, 30, $38 is a strong resistance level oh, for it. Very much so. Like, it's hit this level here. Back in August 2019, September, mm. it hit it again. I feel like I can slow down now because we were just really, because of what happened before, we were trying to get through everything. So I'm, we're going to do this justice for you, mate. Um, so June there, you can see a high. And then we've got another high here in August. Now, it's got to get through all that. Mm -hmm. Now, it did it once as part of the run up prior to COVID and then fell away. So obviously, that's really showing strength, regardless of what COVID did to it. Um, a chart is a chart, and we always take into account whatever the price move is. You can't just um, assume that it, it didn't happen because it did. So, but if the if the stock gets through this, it's going to at least hit that forty dollar mark. Yeah. And then it's got the potential to go through that high. So, if you're in the trade, you'd stay with it. But if you are not in the trade, then you know Obviously you'd just be a little bit cautious because it's getting close to the high. So, short-term traders would probably like it for that point of view, but. Um, if you're more in it for the medium term, then, you know, you'd be waiting to see a really, really strong move up above here because it could just turn and burn before that. 
um, stop losses. This makes it nice and easy when you've got that sort of a sideways move to just put yeah. the stop loss underneath the move. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I like it from the point of view of that the risk's probably not that... Let's have a look at what the risk actually is. Um, well, this is part of the wax docks in Australia. Mm. Okay, now the one that... 15%, we, well, so the one that, the one that we picked was Wise Tech. We told everybody about yeah. six or eight weeks well, ago. Well, that was one of your favourites, wasn't it? Well, mm. yeah. So, no, it was you picked it. I know you wrote up about it in yep. a report as, as well. So you did like it as well. So it's done all right. But I think Wise Tech's going to give us another opportunity as well in the not too distant future. I agree. Um, mm. I think it might come back a little bit because it ran up pretty hard. But this above that $38 mark, I don't mind that. I like it. Mm. Yeah. You know? So look, what you're saying is that, like, you agree with mm. me, that's going to keep going up. But, it, you know, are you thinking it could go a lot further? If I don't agree with you, you'll punch me. No, I won't. Yeah, if we if you if um, it goes up through that high, do you think it'll go through the all time high? Yeah, absolutely. I think mm. it'll push it at least, if not go right through it. So I think there's some nice upside there potential on it. Okay, let's have a look at the daily mm. now to see what that mm. reveals. So there's no gaps or anything on the downside no. to pull it back in the short term, but there is a gap on the on the daily chart on the upside. Mm. So around that forty one dollar mark. So. Okay. Oh, right. good. Looks looks interesting. Mm. All right. And um, you will punch me. I know you did. She now, punched me about 30 times before we started tonight. I'm so used to the, tr the, 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 the traders forum that we run that I was just about to go to the next stop without asking a question. So please forgive me for that, um, Jay. You can watch the teleprompter. You don't have <laughs> you to sure? read it. Absolutely. I don't trust it now. Huh? Yeah, can I, I read it off my paper? No, you watch the teleprompter. Okay, it's from Jay. Hi, Janine and Dale. Thank you very much for the great work uh, completing reading your second book and reading first one now. I have been in the market for a few years, um, buy and hold a few stocks, did not do active trading, didn't sell any. I've just started trading through my super with self-invest option. Good on you. This is the interesting well part. Planning to invest one third by myself Very and good. the self-invest as starting point and thinking of buying five to seven shares. What is your thoughts about BKW and D DDR? I knew you were going to want to, I knew you would say that. Dickadata. No, Dick, I've bought it? stuff off Dickadata. Thanks, Jay. Dickadata is mm. like a wholesaler for, you know, if you go to the local IT company that you buy your computer from, mm -hmm. or your mouse, or your keyboards, or your screens, they get them from Dickadata. Right. So Dickadata has all their relationships with, you know, your Microsofts and all that it's kind of stuff. It's kind of a catchy name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, you know, our, you know how we have a volume licensing for our Office 365 and our Windows 10 and everything else? Mm -hmm. Well, we bought it through Dickadata. Okay. I actually, I actually started an account with them. <laughs> you could sell, you could sell their products. Like you just say it so well. I, well, no, but it's just I bought some cool stuff off them at a okay. good price. So Fantastic. Now they've cancelled my right. account because I was. Look, I picked, I picked Brickworks because I thought Dale would get tongue-tied on that one. Brick, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I didn't know. My okay. false teeth get work, don't work too well, do they? Yeah. So um, Brickworks, you can see that it's sort of, in a way, it's it's kind of similar to the, mm. the Australian market. It had this big dive, remember, mm. right here. Um, but this was into 2011 when a lot of the mining stocks were falling. So, um, And then we've got mm. this second one as part of COVID. So Australian market's got two big declines, one in the GFC and one now. Obviously, the distance of hearts mm. different with this stock, but momentum's been hugely bullish over the past few months with the, mm. the recovery from COVID. I actually think that long term it could be quite interesting. However, right now I'd be waiting to see some sort of decent pullback. I'd want to see a pullback on the monthly chart actually yep. to confirm that it's going to keep going up. Mm. So basically, what we're saying is things seem to be getting stretched at the moment. Is that what things you're are a little stretched? I think um, B mm. Brickworks is a little a little bit stretched mm. in terms of the pricing. I mean, if you were looking at this stock, you'd be 
um, waiting. If you were if you were held the stock right now, then you you wouldn't be selling right now. That's the the point with this particular one. Okay. So look, if you're looking at five to seven shares, he's talking about his super fund. So if are. you're investing in a super fund, and you need to read Dale's book because that's really going to be helpful for you. Jeez. It's well, got they are. it's got different um, discussions on how many stocks to have in a portfolio. Now, typically for a super fund, you want to I'd say go for the ten to twelve, but I, I'm not giving you personal financial advice. This is a decision you've really got to make and do your research on it. Mm-hmm. And super funds typically, you know, you're wanting more income and growth balanced, aren't you? Like, you know, a bit of income, a bit of growth in there potentially, but you really need to decide. I'd um, also stick to the top 20. Yeah, look, top 20 or, but look, even the top mm-hmm. 50 are great mm-hmm. stocks on the market. And there could mm-hmm. be some, uh, the occasional one, maybe one or two. It depends mm-hmm. how you structure your portfolio. In, in our advanced course, we talk about this structuring of portfolios in, in much greater detail, and it really helps people to, to build it together. It goes down into that. Um, but just to keep it simple, it could be like Dale says, to the top 20, the top get, 50. Even comfortable. Yeah, mm. even some of the stocks in the mid-cap 50 sometimes can suit a super mm. portfolio mm. depending on yeah. the dividend and, mm. you know, whether they're going up or not. Um, yeah. So right. look, it's, I think Brickworks might be okay, but I just wouldn't be, if I was looking at it, I wouldn't want to be buying it right now. Might be some better opportunities, but let's get to yeah. the next one. Uh, the next email is from Matthew, who says, Hi, Dale and Janine. I've been keeping a close line, close, close, oh, geez, my teeth, um, a close eye on Ooh Media. You gave that to me on purpose, Ooh Media, um, <laughs> and see good potential starting to develop as a possible stock to buy. I would love to hear thoughts on this stock in the weekly show and any pointers that you may have. Keep up the good work, P.S. Dale. You have not aged a bit compared to your profile picture in Accelerate Your Wealth, page 170. You really did give this to me. I haven't read any of these questions. You haven't read my first book then, mate. You want to see the picture of my first book? I tell you, I looked old. I looked really young then. I looked like a baby. Excuse me. Laughing at. Let's oh, get to the stock. Oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I think you should talk about my, it. Well, my current book is only two years old, so I should look the same as it is. Okay. I think he just did it so he'd get his question Let's forget answered. this discussion and get into Ooh, the stocks. I'm much more comfortable with that. It's actually looking better. I mean, we looked at this a little while ago, didn't we? A couple of months ago, yeah, look, and I didn't really like it, but it's actually holding up a little bit. But it's um, got a gap on the weekly, so I'm really disappointed for it. Um, the you? fact that it has that because it's got to come back to so fill instead it. Instead of so being new media, it's an R media. Yeah. Okay. So look, you won't know whether it's going to... I mean, that's a positive sign that we're mm. seeing this push off the bottom. Okay, so that's a positive sign, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it is. But what are you wanting to see here? Look, I really do need to see it go through. It's like at that dollar forty level because it's. You often see stocks will start to flutter around down the bottom mm. and go sideways for a period of time, and so you'll see that. But right now, yes, it does look better. It's had a big dip down into. Oh, get me rid of that. Me and the mouse today. Um, it's come had a big run down into that. So if we zoom that up and you can look at the um, the how much it fell over this period of time. You can see it's a reasonable fall, 45%. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration, how fast something will fall. And that's one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. But that's a good point. It's a short and period of time. And it's wiped out all of that gain. Wiped just out that, pretty yeah. much all of that gain that it had here. Now we've had one, two, three weeks up. Not super looking super strong here, but you might see this thing just go up and down and sideways for quite a period of time. As And it could be just an accumulation phase by... The bigger end of town, or we could drop out of bed. But again, until it got through dollar forty, I probably wouldn't be interested. Yeah, and look at look at the bar of today; mm. it's down. So, like, I think mm. it is coming back to that fill that gap, which would mm. be nice because when you see a gap like that, and the stock comes back and fills it, that's and then it turns around and goes back up. That actually can is giving you more certainty yes. that it's more likely to rise if it pushes up strongly. Don't give them all the that. trade secrets, girl. What are you 
doing? <laughs> okay. Next All right. No, you've got to look at your camera. Oh, I Forget, put the paper down. Do it properly. I've been told. All right. Um, the question we have is from Paola. Thank you very much for sending that question in. Janine and Dale, thank you for your informative videos. I look forward to them every week. I've read both of Dale's books and find them readily helpful and easy to understand. My question for you today is about A2 Milk. Great company. I bought it this year at 1961. It's been flat for a few months. Now it's falling away, apparently due to executive massive selling. What's your opinion for the medium to long term on the stock? Thanks again for all you do. Regards, Paola. I think I looked at A2 Milk yesterday, I think. Look, I mean, at the moment it's down. Um, it's down. doesn't mean it's going to stay down. So, so she look, bought it at $19 something. Specu like. Yeah, speculation's everything at the moment hmm? um, on the market. But look, there's a lot of sell signals there. Every sell signal that we probably would um, teach yes. in the course has been triggered. She was buying when we would have been selling. Yeah, look, um, yeah, straight away potentially. There's mm. a, look, mm. the stock was going up. It was showing signs of strength through here, but then this looked really weird, this move up with this outside bar there, and yeah. then it just fell away. So, look, I would say to you, whenever you're going to buy a stock, look at the chart. If she bought through here, you couldn't help that because it looked really strong, but they pump the stock up sometimes. They do. And this is what you really got to be mindful of. So in the course, we teach you how to work out how far a stock's likely to rise when it does rise, where it might meet resistance and where it might come back from. And it's a really mm. in-depth process that we go through in teaching people that. So um, right now, it's traded below this low, and I'd say, yeah, it's down. Mm. I, I think you really need to look at what you paid for it, work out your stop loss and decide where you're going to get out, basically. Yeah, mm. So, and I think she should there. I mean, is executive selling enough? To That's, push the price this deep, I don't think it is. No, I think that that actually causes a headline, mm. um, you know, and that creates more people to get on board. So if they're if someone's short selling this to make a profit out of it, as soon as they they would know the big big guys, they'll know yep. that, that that they're selling that um, the but this owner, means the to me this falling away now. I'm going yes because mm. it'll mean when it finds some support, I can come in and buy that at a good price. Eventually, it'll be a really yeah, good I'd trade. Think, so stick it on your watch list. Mm. So I think it's is it me now? Okay, it's my question. Cool. Um, the next question we have is from Barcat. Hello, Dale and Janine. Could you please give me your thoughts about CSL and Cochlear? As you've mentioned in your book, Accelerate Your Wealth, a stock which has good EPS and good dividend yield. However, with high P ratio, um, is still a good buy. CSL offers 1% dividend yield with an EPS of 6.72. However, um, it has a higher share price and also have high PE. Don't you think has lot it has lost its growth momentum as it is overvalued. Much appreciate your work, Barcat. Um, You've talked about this stock, I think it was a couple mm, of weeks ago. I do. And your comment at the time was that it's going down. At the time it was pushing down um, and it's actually reversed and come back up again, but it's still down. Still this week it's down. The, mm. the week that it pushed up really strongly, I'm assuming that everybody thought, oh, here we go again, it's going to take off again. Um, but I think that, you know, that's just temporary at the moment. It could go back up, but it really needs to close any week really strongly above about $3, um, $300. The so P of 6, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, if it can get above that, um, you mm. know, it should be able to get, get through again. But that'll be the real challenge for it. Mm. I'd like to see it fall away further, obviously, because we'd yeah, like so to I. get... We, you know, the, you really want to see that downtrend unfold properly, which would mean it would have to take out that, the COVID low to do that. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to, but a move above this high here signals at 318 that it's going to go to a new all-time high. So let's just yeah. wait and see. I mean, I mean, right now, if, you, if I said to you bullish or bearish, what would you say? I'd say it's more bearish than bullish right now. Mm, so I would agree with that. So mm. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's probably got a little bit more downside. But yeah. let's get to the next question. What do we got? Okay, the last one we've got here. This is our last question, is it? This is our... Um, God, oh. the, geez, give me that piece of paper, girl. It's like a security blanket for you, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm worried they're going to stop turning, <laughs> scrolling it and I'm going to get stuck Don't you halfway worry about through. It. You just do your job. Go on. <laughs> I really enjoyed the podcast, What is Black Gold? Oh, thank you very much. On the 18th of the 8th, um, I put this podcast up for people if you want to listen to it. I talk about um, what's happening um, in gold. I'm going to do different commodities over a series of um, the next few weeks so uh, or months. So it just mm. depends on how the uh, podcast gets spaced out. So they've said that they're also interested in iron ore. Can I talk about iron ore? It's um, traded on the futures, and I'm also interested in energy futures, but that was not one of the choices. So that's a really short and sweet question. It's actually the second last one, not so the final So he loves one. your podcast? Or? So he, yeah, he likes the podcast and... Um, wants me to talk about iron ore, which is definitely one that I've got on that list. So don't okay. worry, we'll get there. Okay, so our podcast, if you haven't heard our podcast yet, they're, they're called Talking Wealth, which is the name of our show that we're putting up on Flix as well. So if you go to iTunes or Stitcher or whoever they are, all the different podcasting platforms, just type in Talking Wealth Podcast. You'll come up with that. And Janine and I have been doing podcasts for probably 15, 16, 17 years. Um, there's thousands of them there. And uh, Janine tends to do a lot more on things like um, stocks or commodities and other things and fundamental stuff. Um, and so there's some great podcasts. And you're telling me to wind up. Can we get into the next share? Have we got another We've question? Got one more. We? Oh, one you told me that was the last one. No. Oh, okay. It's the second last. Okay. Mm. I'm going to read mm. out this one now. It's from Jimbo. Um, Jimbo, I love Jimbo. That's got to be an Aussie. I'm not talking now, if anymore because If I'm this is not an Aussie Ocker name, I apologise. I currently own shares in Woolworths and have a trailing stop loss at 37.50 in case it continues to fall and fall through support slightly above this level. Can you please have a look at it for me, Jimbo? So, okay, Woolies, um, interesting share, but it's come back really hard this week. Uh, which is interesting because you would think that a lot of the supermarkets, you know, Woolworths, Coles well. would be doing well. Um, I think that it could get sold off more. We've got a gap down there on the daily. The risk is it's going to come back below $37. So that's the real challenge for Woolies at the moment. And I'd be liking it a lot more if it actually does come back there yeah. from the point of view that eventually when we get the setup and it moves back up again, we'll get a much better entry. So um, mm, yeah. it's not going to be easy to stomach for people who have currently got it, falling back there. I would say that if, it, if Woolworths goes below this low here in June 2020, then I would really strongly suggest that it's going to continue to fall further. So I'd be really concerned about the share price. Um, so look, look out for... Um, the, the move on the way back up after this current um, fall. That's cool. So if you're not in it, stay out, watch it, put it on your watch list because it could be a good stock moving thanks, forward. Jimbo. So, but thanks, Jimbo, for all of that. Um, I've enjoyed that one. Mm, um, good that questions tonight, weren't they? Very good. Mm. Okay. Thank you very much for um, enjoying watching the show tonight. We've gla we're glad to have you all aboard and thanks for participating and sending in your questions. Um, look, we love to get um, different ideas and we'll, we'll look at your requests for upcoming 
upcoming shows. So particularly people, if you're on Facebook and watching, then if you if you put in a request, then we're likely to answer that next week and we look forward to seeing some of those questions coming through now remember to hit that subscribe button it's there somewhere and stick the big thumbs up as well if you like the video also remember to share tonight's video with on your social media with your friends so if you anybody watching on facebook hit share please and do that so we can help the show grow and help a hell of a lot more people and also remember to put the show on your calendar um, as we'll be here right here every single week every tuesday live on youtube and facebook seven to 8 p.m. As always, we're happy to receive your 30-second video questions, so send them to info at wealthwithin.com.au and just help well type Wealth Within Live in the subject line. That's also for all of you if you're wanting to send questions, better off to send them in to that email address rather than um, punch them onto the, the chat. Um, you must do this before 3pm on Tuesdays to get into that night's show. Well, that does bring us to the end of the show. And again, we really hope everyone has enjoyed it as much as we have. My mouth hasn't been working though. Um, as always, thank you for joining us and we hope to see you again next week. But for now, goodbye. Good luck. Good trading. Stay and safe. Please just do me a favour and don't put your questions in at quarter to three. Send Thanks chocolate. very much. Send chocolate. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.